You are now listening to a member of the Disney Podcast family. Head over to Disney Podcast family on Instagram to see all the latest posts for this show and links to other great Disney podcasts. Welcome to episode 111 of the Disney Universe Podcast, your destination for fun topics and discussions from everywhere in the Walt Disney Company, including Pixar, Marvel, Lucasfilm, Muppets, 20th Century Studios, and beyond. In this episode, we'll be giving our spoiler-filled review on Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, along with a recap the season finale of Moon Knight and Ryan's upcoming Disneyland trip. If you're new to the show, welcome. We're happy you found us and hope you really enjoy the show. You can interact with us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also, we're building up our YouTube channel called Disney Universe TV. And to our returning listeners, welcome back, friends. We're so glad to have you as part of a family. If you'd like to support the show, please check out our Patreon and become part of our crew. Just go to patreon.com backslash du crew and select one of three tiers that best fits you. It'll get you exclusive content and swag. And before we get started, let me remind you that if you're headed to the parks or just love wearing great Disney, Star Wars, and Marvel swag, check out our good friends at Neverland Trading. They have a great selection of shirts, sweatshirts, hats, and accessories that will have you looking sharp wherever you're at. Just head to NeverlandTrading.com and use the promo code DVERSE at checkout. That's D-V-E-R-S-E for a nice discount. Also, we'd like to have you check out our good friends Discord Apparel. This is the site where music and Disney collide. You'll find a great selection of awesome mashups between Disney, Pixar, and some of the hottest punk albums in music history. Just go to www.discore.com, that's D-I-Z-C-O-R-E.com, and let them know Disney Universe sent you. Now, without further ado, here is episode 111. I'm Ray Parker, I played Darth Maul, a Phantom Menace, and Solo, a Star Wars story, and G.I. Joe, Snake Eyes, and you're listening to Disney Universe Podcast. We would be honored if you would join us. To infinity and beyond! I'm Mary Parker, y'all! You are without doubt the worst pirate I've ever heard of. But you have heard of me. I only hope that we never lose sight of one thing, that was all started by a mouse. Always get me. You always get me. I just you're just a couple years behind. Yeah. So. I'm always a couple years behind. But you know, that's how we roll here. Happy Star Wars month, May 2022. Uh our second Star Wars month. Uh, of course, we're doing special uh shows uh, stri- uh exclusively on YouTube. So um if you guys haven't checked that out yet, go to Disney Universe TV. And check out our Star Wars Month Part 1 show. Uh, Alex gives his Star Wars story uh, to us, which was a really good story. And we're also joined by one of my favorite people in the Star Wars community, Brandon, the big kahuna. 
from Geeky Tiki's. Shows us some really cool stuff coming out. But uh, we are here, episode one, one, one. Last week I said episode 11, so I was 100 off. <laughs> but uh, we're kind of going away from Star Wars a little bit. A little bit uh, this episode. Uh, we're going to be Marvel heavy since uh, we'll be talking about and breaking down the finale of Moon Knight on uh, Disney+. Plus along with our mostly spoilery, but a little bit spoilery. Doing good. We're ready, ready to, to jet some Marvel into the Star Wars month. Uh, it was a marvelous week, if you will. Hey, hey uh, it was. Because <laughs> uh, it was marvelous uh, with Moon Knight and Doctor Strange. Of course, uh, Star Wars Day in the middle, and to start the week off, I had our uh, we had our wedding reception, which was awesome. Yeah, was marvelous. It was marvelous. Uh, it had some Disney Star Wars music played uh, throughout the night, which was yeah, we, awesome. We we were Disney fied. I had uh, we had our table numbers were uh, attractions at Disney World instead of table numbers, and That's cool. so I had to throw some uh, attraction music into the the dinner queue as well, which was nice. But yeah, it was, yes. a, it was a fun time. Very happy to uh, continue our wedding tour around 2022. First getting married in February, reception. And then, of course, the part I look forward to sharing with all y'all is our honeymoon in Disney World for two weeks. It's going to be awesome. Yeah, it's going to be fun. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk about uh, this marvelous week. <laughs> and for some of those that are, you know, are watching us on YouTube, and that is really Alex with a fresh haircut. Freshly smooth face. So, in case you're wondering, big smooth. that is the big smooth. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Ryan? How you doing? Good. Just uh, living life. Cool. That's it. always good to we do. Got, we got sunshine today, which is fun. But I'm excited for some real sunshine in a couple of weeks. We'll get to that. <laughs> some, some actual sun. Awesome. Um, yeah. You know, fell asleep at the theater a little bit. So we'll talk about that too. But <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Only because it was late, right? Nope. <laughs> and, and really quick, going back to our second topic, uh, Ryan is getting ready for a trip back down to Disneyland, so he'll be telling us some of the stuff we're looking forward to. Uh, not, you know, we're kind of beyond the uh, planning. You know, this yeah. is how you plan a Disney trip. We are well beyond that. So, just kind of stuff you're looking forward to. Of course, some of the food choices. The I know you're not a light or night show parade person, but but it, we'll, we'll, get, we'll get to that I soon. Love, but <laughs> uh, whatever, major yeah. electrical parade. So I'm very excited for that. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll get to that real soon, but yes, sir. Uh, most of our news here is actually uh, uh, May the 4th, Star Wars related, and we have a couple things all over. Now, one thing that uh, I did want to share real quick before we get to the big the big part is another panel was announced at Star Wars Celebration of a special documentary series coming at Disney Plus called Light and Magic, and so this is basically a, a uh, docu-series that's highlighting the... Uh, the um, Industrial Light and Magic, uh, the early uh, effects of Star Wars to what we got today. And this is going to be an amazing documentary. So it's basically the Imagineering story for Star Wars. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And um, they said six parts, too. So, yeah, uh, that's pretty in depth. I'm excited. Yeah, me too, because, you know, being a, you know, Blu-ray collector and uh, watching uh, a lot of special features, you know, there's a lot of stuff that, you know, we've seen from a lot of the earlier trilogies and, even uh, the original trilogy, especially than even what they did with a prequel. Um, some of the Blu-rays have, um, you know, behind the scenes with a sequel trilogy, but it'll be nice to finally see them all wrapped up into one. 
even tying in uh, Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett with a volume and all that stuff. So uh, this panel will, will premiere uh, what we'll be seeing on Disney Plus, I think, later on in June, I believe. Damn it. Is when that comes out. So, so I'll let you guys know how it is. We're hopefully in May, but I think uh, I, that was probably just the date of the panel that I saw. Yeah, so it looks like we got, we got Obi Wan in May, and then when that's over, we got another show. Yeah. I mean, I'm not I'm not disappointed with what I got, but <laughs> I was excited because I thought it was coming sooner. Yeah, it'll I'll be here. Go back you. to the chat because I remember we were talking about if they were going to drop it all at once or not. But yeah, it looks like the like the documentaries they at least do it all in once or at least in half, which is still yeah. good, you know. Um, and then one more celebration, big news, other than. Uh, Ewan McGregor being sold out. We mentioned that on our last uh, Star Wars Month show. They just added Tamora Morrison as a meet and greet uh, just as of yesterday. So that'll be pretty cool. So you're going to have a lot of Mandalorian presence uh, so far. They haven't announced uh, Pedro Pascal or uh, any. I think he's the only real big actor uh, that they haven't announced. Um other than, you know, I, I doubt Gita Cron is going to be there, but, you know, she's doing uh, conventions around. But, yeah, we got Carl Weathers, John mm-hmm. uh, Carlos Pizzito, Katie Sackoff, and now Tamora Morrison. So we got some big actors. I know a lot of people are hoping for Timothy Oliphant, uh, Cobb Bant, uh, to show up. So I know I am. That'd be cool. But uh, that's pretty much it for the main Star Wars Celebration news. Uh, definitely pay attention to our Instagrams and socials uh, for uh, anything, any updates. And uh, we'll have that out real soon. But for the big part that came out on May the 4th, I knew we were going to get it. I had a good feeling about it. But we got the full trailer for Obi-Wan Kenobi. And holy moly. <laughs> what did you guys think, uh, Alex? I mean, no, none of the parts really stick out from the, from the trailer specifically, other than it looks epic. Uh, I'm really excited. I hope uh, you know all the episodes are closer to 45 minutes or an hour. Since they they did say it's only going to be a six, you know what do they call them event, event <laughs> mini series, whatever whatever they call stuff on Disney Plus before they decide they want to have another season. Yeah, but uh, um, I'm stoked. Yeah, can't come soon enough. Um, I'm excited that uh, we're getting three episodes within the first week. But I know, like Joe, you've mentioned, uh, it'll it'll it feels like it'll be over faster because at that point, it's basically, <laughs> it's only going to run for like four weeks. Yeah, pretty much. And it'll be hard for us to record the first three episodes of yeah. Obi-Wan Shinobi coming soon to uh, YouTube and Facebook. Um, but what did you think, Ryan? Uh, what you saw well, when I woke up, there was like, I think I, I slept in May the 4th, and then there was just a, my phone just was, it's because it's May the 4th, so I was getting yeah. tagged and everything by family. And then I, I was half asleep watching it, which I'm happy I did, because I, I don't like watching trailers anymore, because I feel like they give too much away. So I was like half asleep, waking up watching it. So and I was, I tried not to pay attention. So I was like playing with Indy and doing because I just didn't want to pay attention. And then I saw the Vader arm go in, and then I was like, no, nope, I'm not watching that again because I just <laughs> I want to wait. So oh, that's um, surprising, Mister. Going to the end. Oh, I, you see this at the end of? Look yeah, I know, I know. Because I'm just I'm done with it, <laughs> and like I'm really excited for the series. because yeah. Vader is my favorite. So I'm hoping yeah. this is more of a Vader show than Obi Wan, just because I love Vader. Um, so yeah, I didn't pay much attention, but it looks sick. Yeah. Um, that part definitely stood out. The whole Vader connection. Yeah, so, yeah, so well, cool. My brain works in hot toys. So like if yeah. we can get 
a half put together Vader hot toy, I'm gonna lose my mind. Oh, with the droids and stuff with the but yeah, that or just like or I hope <laughs> I hope Obi Wan like kicks his ass and he gets ba- battle damage luck because that's what uh, all collector we hot toys we're like we want to battle damage Vader, but they can't do like stuff that's not on screen. Yeah, so we just I want like Vader to get his. Pretty much what we saw if you guys played the Force Unleashed video game, and I yeah, uh, and I have a three three and a half inch figure from Unleashed of a battle damage Vader. He's got half the mask and the scenes from Force Force Unleashed when he's walking through the snow. So to see that in live action would be pretty awesome. Yeah, we're gonna say. Oh, I thought you were going to say something. (laughs) No, I mean uh, I just know this scene in Rebels where he fights Ahsoka. We get yeah. And then I was, I, they don't really do, do they do hot toys of animated stuff or is it all generally live action characters? Sometimes they, they've been doing uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. Um, like the Anakin from Clone Wars just came out, but it's like realistic. So it's yeah, like, so they take him animated and make him look like a real person. Yeah. Like, so here, you guys talk for a second. I, I, I know like what you're that. talking about. Uh, he'll, he'll pull it up, but basically it's, they, it's a, uh, and uh, it's Hayden Christensen, Obi-Wan Kenobi face but on like the clone wars anakin's costume style or uh, obi-wan will have his robe but with his trooper like gauntlets and chest plate and so they do like he's kind of like a photo reel of the actual actors okay i know sideshow does some of the actual animation style uh ones let me know when you got up and i'll, and I'll pop it up here uh um, yeah so yes sideshow's doing the Okay, it popped up. I, I got it. Hopefully, this is a good picture. Um, so, if you guys know uh, so a- Anakin's costume, yeah, it's more of that burgundy and blue and gray. And so, I'm I've ordered this, but I'm shipping it out to someone, and they're gonna do his outfit all black. So it's gonna be like a, a what if Vader, like so it's gonna be Vader. In this outfit, because he's got like the chest plate. Yeah, but as Anakin, like he didn't get burned. Like he didn't get burned. Yeah. So, did you guys ever play on PlayStation Two way back in the day, the uh, Revenge of the Sith uh, video game? Uh, yeah, yeah. The story game. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So when <laughs> I know where you're going. So when you beat the game, uh, so throughout the game you're going back and forth as Anakin or Obi Wan based on the story. And then, so the final level of that game is you're Obi-Wan and you defeat Anakin or Vader as he is already at this point. Movie ends or the game ends. It shows the, the end of the movie. Boom. It unlocks a bonus level. And that bonus level is the same final level, except this time you're Anakin or Vader and you're fighting Obi-Wan. And so when you beat him, so... It, it finishes off by the time you get him weak enough. It does the whole high ground part, but Anakin was able to dodge the Obi Wan slice and jabs him in the heart and kills Obi Wan instead. And so then, so that so then the final scene of the game, you see Anakin, you know, fully not not damaged, not hurt, and his eyes are red. And uh, he's walking, and Emperor's there. He's like, you're good. You know, the strongest Sith you will be. And hands uh, Vader his red lightsaber. So and he ignites it, sees it red, and strikes down the Emperor. 
right in front of him, in front of all the troopers. So cool. And then it zooms in on his face with his red eyes, and that's the end of the game. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a total what if. So yeah, fast forwarding to what you want to have done, that'll be badass. Yeah, I'm really excited. <laughs> I got to send it to London. Oh, nice. some, some guy does uh, custom Star Wars figures. So yeah, got to love that. Road. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, Obi-Wan comes out. Uh, episode one and two, May 27th, the Friday of Celebration. Then right around around the corner the following Wednesday. So super excited. And I also love the poster that was released um, the same day. It's a, It was kind of like a, a full body shot of Obi-Wan. He's got his hood on. And behind him is a night sky of tattooing with a twin moons on this one, I guess. Or, And then inside of kind of like his cloak, you see Vader was lightsaber drawn like on a cliff. So I was like, oh, that is going to be on my wall. So um, trying to find space for it right now. Yeah, exactly. Not this wall. <laughs> I, I got one right above my bed. So, so I got my special edition uh, new Hope poster and episode three poster on the floor waiting to go up. But now that one's going to be awesome. Um, cannot wait. I, and I was actually excited too to see a uh, Kuman and Jal real quick because there's been rumors he's a voice character or playing a droid, but he's his normal self, and which I'm awesome about or happy about because I'm a big fan of his. And uh, he even tweeted out, he's like, "Okay, now it feels real. I'm in Star Wars because you know he's been waiting so long to see that." So, so exciting. What if he's Kitster all grown up? That's what I was saying when he was cast. <laughs> I don't want to get like stereotypical, but I'm like, it's going to be a grown up Kitster. <laughs> that would be and I'm wild. for it. That would be Wizard. So. It is on Tatooine. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I'm really excited. Cannot wait. <clears throat> and even uh, Obi Wan was on, or not Obi Wan, Ewan McGregor was on Jimmy Kimmel uh, that night. And uh, there's a guest host, I forget who he was. But he uh, revealed his Black Series figure for the show. And uh, so I even posted it because he's like, oh, this is my doll. And I was like, no, it's an action figure. You but, see it's missing a little piece, though? I, yeah. So, yeah. So you see his lightsaber. You see his blaster because you see Obi-Wan shooting a blaster in, in the show. But there's a little piece missing, which I think looked like a little droid or something. Droid, you think? Okay. I think it is, yeah. I hope he doesn't have like a sidekick droid. Like No. from a pot, I'm not, I don't want to. No spoilers or anything here, but like, but from another podcast that I really enjoy that talks nothing about Star, nothing but Star Wars. Uh, you guys should know if you listen to the show, you know who I'm talking about right now. Uh, they mentioned that a certain character in the show will have a sidekick droid, and it's not Obi Wan, so that's all I'm going to leave. Vader with a little sidekick, no, Luke, so, no. So uh, that's all I'm going to say. Put it in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not, but if you want to find out, I'm going to shout them out. Check out a Resistance broadcast, uh, one of their past few episodes. So, <laughs> but, that, but that's it for Obi-Wan right now. We're going to be talking about him a lot in the next couple of weeks, the next month or so. So, uh, But there's a, also a lot of stuff going on for May the 4th. Unfortunately, I had to work, and I recently uh, am coaching football, so I didn't do too much. But um, Alex, you did something really cool uh, here in town. So if you want to. Yeah, we're actually on Revenge of the Fifth, but uh, yeah. our local tiki bar, the Jungle Bird, uh, they have an annual event. Uh, it is the Revenge of the Jedi Bird. Uh, it was all. It goes on all week, um, uh, and they basically they have uh, a bunch of uh, Star Wars themed tiki drinks in matching Star Wars geeky tiki's. Uh, they had started the week with Lando Calrissian, Greedo. Uh, Gamorrean Guard, 
Grogu and a Stormtrooper. Uh, I'm not sure what they're down to now, but luckily they still had Lando while we were there. So we got that. We were hoping to get Greedo, but I believe he sold out right like right before we sat down because we saw some people walking out with him. Yeah. Um, but you could, they, they were cool. They were still letting you get other drinks in the, uh, the other mug so that you could take advantage of the package price there. Um, so we tried the uh, Greedo got smoked, which was a, a <laughs> cow uh, cocktail. And uh, the Calrissian Cooler, I, I'm thinking that was a rum-based cocktail. I don't remember the specific ingredients, uh, but both were very tasty. Uh, we did also have a couple of the uh, uh, Star Wars-themed beers that many breweries uh, have been coming out with. Uh, our local device brewing had the uh, Tropical Stormtrooper, is a, a double hazy IPA, and then uh, Bear Bottle out of San Francisco, they had their Centennial Star Destroyer. Uh, oh, nice. West Coast IPA. Both of those were also very good. Um, uh, they were on draft, but you know, it's cool getting the cans because they always have some some cool Star Wars can art. Check out Device Brewing. They did a fun reel on May the Fourth with their uh, Tropical Stormtrooper. Um, but yeah, it was a fun event. They do really cool uh, digital projections in the front room of the bar uh, on their Jungle Bird logo uh, and uh, uh, kind of tiki totem that they have up there uh, projecting different characters on the totem and different characters kind of dancing with the logo i managed to get a uh, time-lapse video of it which we'll uh, post on instagram at some point here before the week is through um, but yeah it's a cool event they also do a disneyland pop-up which we've been to in the past um, yeah i posted some of those videos it, if you guys want to get an idea before we put the reel up of the projection mapping on the big tiki and sign super cool but we, uh, we'll uh, look forward to the next one. And if you're ever in Sacramento, go check out the Jungle Bird. It's a cool spot. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And your drink, the Calrissian Cooler, had a uh, – I'll try to read this. But it had Kachaka, uh, Frangelico, Blue Curacao, Simple Syrup, Lemon, and Orange. It was blue. Yeah. <laughs> and, and what did uh, Greedo got smoked? Yeah. So mezcal, cherry liqueur, pineapple, rum, and grenadine. That sounds delicious. Plus, I had the smoking cinnamon stick sticking out. And that's right. The cinnamon stick was a flame. <laughs> yeah. So that's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. I'm hoping, as of we're recording on the seventh, hoping to get there uh, this weekend. Um, we'll see. <laughs> but you guys all know that's one of my favorite spots. But another one of our favorite spots that none of us got to go to, but we we're kind of hoping to go. It was Disneyland. And uh, so I know we're nice little segue there. Um, that was a good one. I enjoyed that. I didn't, <laughs> but you, but you're going really soon. So, yes, but uh, anything stick out from you guys from the uh, the was it just Star Wars night event that happened? Uh, Ryan, I'll see. Start with you on that one. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I kind of compare it to whenever I see like a special night, I always could compare them to ones I've been to. So I've been to Halloween and. What's that? Uh, the Christmas one, which was brutal. It was, like, <laughs> it was the biggest waste of money. And I believe Star Wars Night was cheaper than the Christmas one and offered way more. Um, mm -hmm. There was an awesome fireworks show to start the Star Wars Night. I don't know if you guys saw that. I saw the Mandalorian part of it. I didn't see yeah. the whole thing yet. Yeah, it, it, it's awesome. They did a great job. And it, that's how you start the night. So you don't have to like okay, party starts at 9, oh, we have to be back here at 11.30 to watch the fireworks, and then we only have 15 minutes to do something. So they just started the 
started the show with fireworks, which I thought was an awesome idea. Um, and for the special, like the, the night, they had like tons of special food offerings, like all Star Wars themed. Um, and comparing that to the Halloween or the Christmas one, they, they didn't have any special offerings or they had like a couple of churros, I think, mm-hmm. just for the party. Uh, and then that the Blue Bayou dinner that was mostly potatoes. I, I went on a rant in a past show if you <laughs> want to listen to that. Um, but yeah, it looked like it looked awesome that I'm not into photo ops, but if you're into photo ops, they had tons. Apparently, it was like an hour wait per photo op. Um, Such as what? I, I really didn't see it. So well, uh, yeah, they had like they had Rex like this was and this was spread out throughout the park. Um, they had Rex, Ewoks, Ewoks were in Critter Country. That was, well, that was very fitting. So you got to be specific though. <laughs> Which Rex? Oh. <laughs> For Star Wars fans, you got to be specific. The one with the helmet? I don't know. Captain <laughs> Rex. Captain Rex. Oh, yeah. DJ yeah, not Rex. DJ Rex. Oh yeah, Captain Rex. <laughs> so, sorry. Ca- sorry, Captain Rex from Clone Wars, not yeah. Captain Rex from Star Tours. Yes, Captain Rex from. <laughs> this, uh, like, this like I said, you got to be specific with Star Wars on Rex. Um, Ahsoka. I'm not sure which version episode. I apologize. Um, what color lightsabers? Not kidding. Uh, troopers, um, Sam people. Um, they had, I, I saw Jawas in videos, but I don't know if those were kids dressed up or Disney Jawas, so I'm not sure. Um, Vader, Maul, Ray, Chewbacca, Kylo, um, like tons, tons Ezra of characters. Ezra and Sabine. Okay, oh, they were there too. That one. Okay, they've been at the park before, so I yeah. Uh, I probably missed some, uh, but the, yeah, they were like all spread out throughout the park that I saw. Um, so that's cool. If you're into photo ops, these parties are like for you. If you're a, an Instagram model, these parties are for you. They're catered to photog- like photo ops mostly. Um, but there was tons of food, which I was happy about. And there was tons of food May the 4th, um, just in Star Wars during the day, like oh, regular park hours. They had tons of special offerings that I saw. Um I'm so still, they were running the food during the day. Are they? Do you know if they're different, still it was different food? Um, different food during the day from at night. So they See, had that's kind of a problem I have with the food at these parties. Is you know you're there for what like three hours? Like maybe you can pick one thing to get, but it's such a missed opportunity to not run the whole, especially when you're doing like a full on foodie guide. You know. For, oh, so I think that's. I think it's awesome that they have different food in the day and at night. Because for me. Like if I went to the party, I would just spend the whole time eating. So for me, it, it's awesome. But I understand where you're coming from too. But yeah, no, I mean, it's just that's what they want you to do. It's kind of yeah. I hate to play the the devil's advocate yeah, no, on the evil business side, but they're like, let's get these people to pay two hundred dollars in here and just come and spend more money or stand around taking pictures. Oh yeah, no, I, I get it. It's smart by them. Grab. But like for me. We're planning a whole trip just around it so we can go eat these special Star Wars foods next year. Well, and, and that's what I'm that's what I'm saying. It's like when you do, you know, like Pixar Fest and, uh, you know, Festival of the Holidays and all these things, it, I, I just see it, it, it make more sense to give people more of an opportunity to go. Yeah. So I, I, I would not pay $200 just to go in and eat the food. I would, however, go to the park on a regularly scheduled visit so that I have an entire day, I can eat more food items and still be able to enjoy the amenities of the park. Yeah, because so I, I, I realized my argument yeah. was kind of both sides there. But. Yeah, no, it's all, <laughs> they had a menu for people like during the day, and then they had a different menu for people at night. 
So you. So, so they are catering to the Star Wars fan uh, that doesn't get a, a ticket to the party. Yeah, but it's, yeah, there's a different menu too. So and it's not like oh, it's a worse menu. It's just different options. Yeah, the Kadu um, the Kadu sandwich looked very tasty. Uh, I, I think it back at Docking Bay Seven. I don't remember. There was a lot of different foods that I. Or is it Kadu or Tipiip? I forget which it was. I think the Tipiip's there all the time. I might no, be but wrong. as a sandwich. Oh, okay. Yeah, maybe. Hmm. So Kadu. Um, that was the try. ribs. <laughs> no, no, I was saying yeah. do not. There is no try. There's just oh. there's only Kadu. Yeah. <laughs> Bad joke. Terrible. Could do or could do not. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. It, look, it looked fun. We're going to go next year. And um, I know before the, this event happened, we were under the impression that uh, Smuggler's Run and Rides weren't going to be open during this time. Do, no. do you know if they were? Or? Well, they were, but Rise on, I think, so there's a party on the 3rd and the 4th. And I believe on the 4th, party started at 9, Rise broke down at 9.30 and didn't open back up. Oh wow! So it was open, but it yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, initially they had not planned to have it open, and I think that was kind of I, I don't know. It seems that that ride just can't handle a whole day or something, you know? Because no, it closes at ten, I think, on a regular day if the park's open till nine midnight. or ten. Yeah, yeah. But they did bring back Hyperspace Mountain, which is cool. Oh yeah, I'm so excited for that. I love that's my favorite space. Yeah, mine too. Yeah, I think many people would agree that that should just be there or be somewhere all the time. <laughs> Yeah, Ghost good transition. Ghost Galaxy is okay. Yeah, the scare factor isn't there after the first time. Turn no. Hyperspace Mountain into a permanent thing, and then build that tunnel from Galaxy's Edge to Tomorrowland, and just redub Tomorrowland as uh, you know, OG best trilogy or something. You could you could give it a best bin mock up. <laughs> that would yeah, yeah. Ooh, it's not gonna happen, but I like it. <laughs> you never know. Well, hopefully we'll find out something's happening at D23 this year. Yeah. So that looked cool. And, uh, we were kind of joking around before recording, but even uh, Figure and Dan and the Modal Tones were uh, singing, or for the casual fan, the Cantina Band, uh, was playing on one of the uh, Tom Sawyer's rafts on the Rivers of America. And uh, so that was pretty cool. I mean, yeah. anytime you see the band or, I mean, they could have had Max Rebo or anybody out there, but especially the you Cantina know, Band. You know what they should do next time? Do a lightsaber, like to Vader versus Luke on one of those oh, things. That'd be sweet. And then use some like phantasmic pyro and just like fireballs or something. Well, it'd be a slow version of the scene of Obi-Wan and Anakin from Revenge of the Sith when they're on the lava. Oh, yeah. you know? Dude, they <laughs> could totally do that. Yeah, have they two project of them? the water to look uh, orange. That would be. Yeah. Or, or even yeah. just put the fire out, you know, out there from the. From yeah, because the... you'd have the fountains out with the lights, and you could totally make it look like they're on lava. Easy. Yeah, and just like have the whole scene with the, like the have them like uh, May the sync. Fourth Phantasmic Special Edition. Dude, there you go, Ryan. You 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 met Josh tomorrow. We got to get a hold of them, have them come on the show, and we'll figure out this. Uh... Dude, I'll call hey, right Josh after this episode, D. Joshy D. Yeah. So, come on the show. We'll we'll talk, sir. <laughs> But no, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward. After seeing the little bit that I've saw, uh, I, I think I, I will try to aim for this for next year. Um, yeah, it looks like fun. Uh, there's going to be one more again during Star Wars Celebration on Friday the 27th, which is sold out. So, but look around on Facebook groups if you want to go or whatever, because there are people selling tickets that aren't able to go for whatever reason. Yeah, uh, they they were planning on celebration in general, but now they're not. 
So like me, I had to get rid of my ticket. <laughs> I just gave yeah. it back. I think I just when they changed the date, I just got my money back. Yeah. But yeah. No, you sold it to me. <laughs> I did? Yeah. I got it in you the start- mail yesterday. No, uh, your Star Wars night ticket. Oh, Star, Star Wars night. night Sorry. Yeah, I had it for like whenever it was 2019 or whenever it was supposed to be. Yeah. 2020. Well, right on. So. But glad you got that in the mail. Yeah. I was a little worried because you didn't text me after. But yeah. Oh, I was working. So. That's all good. Um, um, Was there any other Star Wars news we had? Can't really. Don't think so. Other than, uh, yeah, celebrations coming up. And we'll be hitting on that a lot more. Uh, just released a show on YouTube. I know we mentioned that earlier with uh, Brandon for Geeky Tiki. So we're going to have another show probably in two weeks. Uh, just geeking out on Star Wars. Uh, we're going to have two guests on that one. So um, be very cool. Um, I guess we could just get into. Uh... Oh, one, one more thing before we get into Moon Knight and Doctor Strange and our Marvel part of the show. Uh, if you follow Instagram and uh, director James Gunn, he did a nice little family photo, uh, pretty much saying Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 has wrapped. So very excited. Um, I, lo- I love the Guardians movies. Uh, so re- really excited for this one. Um, I'm not sure if they filmed the Christmas one yet, but the Christmas I'm guessing they are because that's supposed to come out this December. Yeah, they were filming that before, and I'm I'm sure they probably filmed some of it at the same time while they had the cast together. Yeah, I saw and, some set photos of them in front of the Chinese theater. Oh, okay. For the Christmas, like it was all Christmas themed. So yeah, I know they were filming it last month. Cool, and I know they filmed stuff for the Cosmic. Uh, oh yeah, Rewind. Which they're making some write, money right now. Those which guys, my niece got to write again. Oh. And she, so they actually got to go through the main queue uh, just the other day. So I was like, pictures? She's like, no, not yet. I'm like, okay. But she's got another preview where she's bringing guests. And she's like, you want to come to Florida and write it? I'm like, I do, but it's the weekend of celebration. So, Yeah, they just had a big uh, media event. So there's all kinds of pictures and video out. Yeah, um, which I'm avoiding. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to be there soon enough, even sooner. Um, one more uh, unexpected bit of news that was very surprising. Um, as we were watching Doctor Strange, we got the first real view of Avatar. And looks good. it looks beautiful. Mm-hmm. Nothing really in the plot, which that's what I like. I just like to see stuff. I don't like to see storyline of what's coming on. And it looks amazing. Um, we could bring it up because it's in the Disney universe. Uh, it's in Animal Kingdom. and <laughs> That's and one of my favorite uh, rides. Fox, I think, right? What was that? It's Fox. Yeah, 20th century. Yeah. So do you uh, do you? It's, it's gonna be great in IMAX. Oh, I know. And uh this insider posted that they revealed that this avatar is gonna be released in the most formats than any other movie in history, which I know there's stuff very rare, but I think there's even something that's even bigger, more intense in IMAX. Not too many in the States. There's one in San Francisco. Uh, it took the place of the old Van Ness Theater, um, but it's actually advertises that the screen kind of wraps around the sides. A little that's bit cool. Well. Okay. Um, well, that's a perfect movie for that. And I know uh, San Jose, the Tech Museum, they have a dome IMAX. I yeah. only went there. We saw Polar Express there a long, long time ago. Yeah, there's one of those in Portland. I saw uh, when they re-released Attack of the Clones in the Omni Dome. Mm-hmm. So, which was incredible because it's all surrounded. So the whole fight on Geonosis 
I mean, it was amazing. That would have been cool. But no, this this movie is going to be amazing. Um, yeah, we're getting the first two. Uh, we're getting two and three. They were filmed at the same time. Then they're taking a break now for like a year, year and a half before they start filming four and five, I believe. So, but three is going to be the next year, right? I believe so. Yeah. So it comes the, I guess what's it, the Waters of Pandora or something? What it's called or Journey of uh, I, I get something. it mixed up with the Moana Journey of Water thing. <laughs> yeah, but it'll be out this December, this Christmas season. So I didn't realize it was the way, of water? the way, the way of water, the way of water. Wow, it looks amazing. It I, does. I cannot wait. And and for those uh, who managed to avoid Avatar on its first go round, or haven't tuned into it on Disney Plus, or just enjoy its uh, presence in the parks without really caring anything about the movie, uh, you will have your chance to go see the original. They are re-releasing that in theaters in September. Oh, no. I never. I saw the first one maybe like three years ago. It I just was never was- on my radar. It was amazing. Uh, I was just saying, uh, I think when we were talking about Star Wars and how the last time a movie was really like hype, hype was Avatar. Yeah. In that I I think I saw it about six weeks after it came out only because theaters were consistently booked. Um, And I think that was a little bit more because at that time we didn't have the reserve seating. Yeah, um, because people were just buying and getting in line, you know. And this uh, is what we call the campout days, <laughs> right? Yeah. But to, and- to have that kind of hype for six weeks after release, uh, to me, that opening intro where you're in first person, that the 3D felt like VR. It was yeah. I, I did see that movie opening weekend, and yeah, it was. I know a lot of people knock it. You know, it was oh, it's a. Pocahontas in space. Two and a half hour Fern Gully or Dances with Wolves. I'm like, it was still awesome. Every movie's movies take from movies all the time. And, you know, so. Yeah. Visually stunning. Uh, Looking forward to the new one. Yeah, me too. So, and you're going to love Pandora when you, when you go to animal uh, Animal kingdom. Cheeseburger pods. (laughs) I didn't get the, but the, the flight of passage ride that, but I think that's, that's up there with the, um, rise, yeah, it was really cool. I didn't yeah. go on the Navi River one, but no, I didn't go on that one either. We were, we, no, we were limited time. Yeah. Me and my niece, I had to fly out that day, and me and my niece, we just mobbed through Animal Kingdom, like got there at eight. That's my almost, favorite park, yeah. Did almost everything that we had to leave like at noon so we could yeah. fly back. So I, I have a specific plan for a Navi River journey, I'm very excited about. <laughs> I but I bet <laughs> so. Right on, but yeah, that was a little side digression. But like I said, when when they said when they showed that trailer for Doctor Strange, I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> well, they, they uh-huh. announced that that was coming out before. Oh, I didn't even know. Oh, I, I was expecting it, but if yeah. you were, that would have been even more dope. No, like, yeah, I wish was. I wasn't expecting it. The, the, this, and we'll get to it. Uh, I know. You, well, this part of the, this experience at the movie theater is one of my favorite in a long time. Being that we got like a nice five minute exclusive look at top gun uh they showed some good cool movies then the avatar then dr strange itself so but we'll get to that in a little bit <laughs> let's uh let's talk about the season finale of moon Knight. so episode six gods and monsters um the shortest episode of the season and like they got a lot of stuff to deal with in this episode and I thought it was paced great. They, I thought they did a great job uh, in this. 
confusion, of course. You can't you can't have a Moon Knight episode without a little bit of confusion. But um, I guess before we hit some of the main points, uh, where were you guys' initial thoughts? Uh, not just this episode, but the uh, oh, we'll, we'll talk about the season in general in a little bit. But on, on the finale, uh, Alex. Uh, the finale was good. I don't know. I, I felt it kind of wrapped up this. It wrapped up the story well to an extent. Obviously, it wasn't fully tied off with a bow, but in the Marvel Cinematic or tele telematic, whatever you want to call it, the Mar- Marvel Universe. Um, I guess you never really want to tie everything up too nice. You always want to have them wanting more and coming back. Yeah. Um, that being said, uh, the acting performances stood out for me. Um, I can't say I really love the show as a whole, um, but I'm, I'm, I'm that Marvel, you know, Marvel studios audience who doesn't have the background of the comics as much. Um, so I just want to see like team ups and other characters showing up and have a little idea of where we're going to see the, the character next. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, for, for what it was, it was great. I really enjoyed episode five. Um, and uh, I, parts of episode six that we're going to talk about in a second. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of, it seems like, and I, I was talking about this with like game of Thrones and other shows, but it's like a lot of the second to last episodes are usually the big ones of the season. Right. And then either the final episode will either tie, tie the, tie the knot or even kind of like, all right, this is what's we're to look forward to. So it's building up. So. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of cool stuff. I, I, I didn't want to like say all the yeah. cool stuff all at once, but <laughs> no, absolutely, yeah. Well, yeah, we're just, uh, yeah. Uh, Ryan, what do you think? It was okay. I I had too many questions the whole show, and I was like, too, like, oh, okay. So what about so now? Who's this and who's <laughs> that? And why is he doing this now? And it's just, I just said the show was just. I don't, I don't want to think that much. <laughs> and I, yeah, I feel like there's a lot of like holes, like. When I think I talked about it on the last one, like when he's getting, he created Steven so he didn't have to deal with the beatings, but then Steven's character was the one that thought the mom was perfect. So that doesn't make sense. But then Alex made a good point. Like, we're not, it's like, well, what's the word? We don't diagnose these people. We don't, yeah. we're not doctors. So, but it's just like, I don't want to have to ask that many questions. Yeah. Both both good points by you guys. Um, I got a theory about that. I'll uh, get to in a little bit, but I I really enjoyed the the finale. I enjoyed the show a lot. Like I said, it wasn't what I was expecting, but like on our last uh, moon nighting, I really didn't know what to expect other than uh, excited to see it for you know Ethan Hawke, Oscar Isaac, you know seeing a new character that I know nothing about and how he's going to tie into the the continuing story Marvel story that we're getting. Um, so I, I like it. I liked that. I mean, yeah, it's called Moon Knight, but it could have easily been like the tales of, you know, Mark and Steven, you know, yeah. and I liked the, I liked Mark's story and how this episode pretty much started off where he realized who he was, I guess. When we were introduced to Mark at the beginning of the season, he was just the mercenary, we thought he was just uh, doesn't give a crap about any anybody. But after seeing what happened to Steven at the end and giving up paradise to trying to rescue Steven, knowing that he can is ruining his chance to to die in paradise. I thought it was a really telling story about who Mark really is. And that scene where 
you know, he, he's pretty much given up just so he could be with Steven. And then their heart turns into gold and the, the gates of Osiris. Is this Osiris, I believe? That opened up and kind of saved him. And I, I, I thought that was really cool. Um, then the whole part with, you know, we get Layla back and, you know, she's after Harrow. Then becomes, uh, well, it's funny because she looks like she's going to try to kill Har- Harrow. But then uh, Tamet talks to her through a dead <laughs> soldier telling her that to save Mark and, you know, she's got to release Conchu and how to do that. And so that scene was pretty cool. I mean, it was kind of trippy as hell, but <laughs> that was wild. Uh, shout out to whoever that was uh, playing a dead person talking, uh, <laughs> you know, as an avatar for uh, a God. That was uh, very good acting on their part. Yeah, absolutely. And so she's making her way back into the, uh, the temple. Um, finally, Arthur releases, Ahmet and giant gator <laughs> and which was again the graphics the the like I said I know Ryan was really iffy about the the jackals at the beginning of the season it got it got better yeah but with a hippo the uh, I, I keep forgetting her name right now and the the gator that whole the the, 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 the yeah the uh, CGI on that I thought was really good and giant conchu yeah and, he, and Mark, you know, when he say and when they're trying to get to the gates and um, I'm trying to see her name real quick, but yeah, the to edit, uh, to edit help, helps him through and kind of blocks the wave. And he's like, yeah, hippo, you know, I just made me laugh. I don't know. why, But then we see him kind of like Wolverine, the bullets out of his chest once he kind of comes back uh, through the gates, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of cool. Um, I wish I could do that. Yeah, I know. Right. Uh, just don't get shot and then you don't have to. Yeah, <laughs> there you that, go. That's key. <laughs> Words to live by by Ryan Pun. Don't get shot. <laughs> Don't get shot. Get shot this afternoon. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Ahmet's released, and then uh, we find out like we we've seen Layla fight really good, but we actually see how badass she is. You know, taking fools out just feet away from Harrow and he does I mean he's he said he heard something but then think no never mind of it uh she releases Conchu and he's trying to get her to be his avatar but she's not going to play because she he she knows Conchu's a jerk <laughs> he he's he's up to something he's not not a nice nice not a nice god and trying to use uh virtue as a as a blinder i guess so she's like you're gonna help you're gonna help mark but you know you know i'm not gonna be your avatar but then she winds up actually becoming uh tywet's avatar and then we see her i'm kind of jumping back and forth but we see her basically become the i believe it's the red scarab um when when she's in a tywet's powers so it's basically like an egyptian uh falcon <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool yeah her suit and you know what and- i've always thought layla was just like super hot and even in the suit even more sorry not being politically correct but i'm a guy and- <laughs> canceled <laughs> yeah right but, no, but but the costume looked great um the fight was awesome 
And so, like, uh, getting to that, Kanchu uh, saves Mark. We get Moon Knight and Mr. Knight together, back and forth, totally giving each other their time when they need it. Um, the fight was really cool. Um, some of the... I know I've, I've mentioned about uh, Oscar Isaac's acting in this show. It has been some of my favorite acting in Marvel in general. And th this episode definitely solidified that when we've seen cut scenes from Mark to Steven, but we actually saw uncut scenes of Oscar Isaac going from Mark to Steven and back and forth. And it was amazing. I mean, like I said, if he, I was saying if he doesn't get nominated, but he's got to win an Emmy or something because his acting in this show was top notch and rivals any of the top acting Marvel acting jobs in any of the movies, in my opinion. So, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I know Disney had to kind of pitch pitch their specific uh, shows and characters for Emmys, and I I don't know if they got nominated or if it was just them pitching for nominations. But yeah, they 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 have certain ap actors and I know Loki was one that they were kind of uh, championing. Yeah. And I know they did that even with uh, WandaVision because they they entered uh, Elizabeth Olsen and um, Paul Bettany. Well, Agatha. Um, oh, uh, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So I can see them doing multiple Marvel uh, Marvel uh, or actors. And oh, definitely. I just think that this would be for next year at this point. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, it it'll be for that one for sure. So. Yeah. Um, we get the big fight, and one of the coolest things was, it, it was weird seeing like the Godzilla-sized Amit or and Kanchu fighting in front of the pyramids. Um, but it looked cool, especially when Harrow and Moon Knight were fighting in the city. With so them. I was kind of tripping off that because it seemed that Amit was getting bigger with each kind of soul that was being taken. Or yeah, so I don't know how Kanchu got that big. That's that was what I was going to say. Yeah, because <laughs> you could see how what was that A plot hole? Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, was it uh, cheap writing or? <laughs> but Rainy no, you can see how she was because yeah, she was eating up the souls that Haro was dropping like crazy, and so that made sense. But yeah, Kachu became a giant, uh, was was insane. But uh, really cool fight, and yeah, I, like I said, I like I like the transformation of Mister Knight and Moon Knight throughout the fight. Uh, it was very cool, and. Then we see what we think is going to be the end of Moon Knight because Harrow gets him and has you know the his now alligator axe, not cane, you know, on his chest and looks like he's, uh, you know, going to take his soul. Then we see him kind of phase out again, and all of a sudden, aftermath again, like we got earlier in the season. And of course, we all knew is the third personality, most likely, and. Uh, yeah, then they then they trap uh, Ahmed inside Harrow because you need the Avatar to trap the the soul. So they do that, and they make Kanchu promise to let him let him free, and he agrees. And then wake up in the old room. The the song we got the I forget the name of the song, but I think it's Inglehart Umperdink. Uh, that we get oh, at the every first every time I wake up, uh, uh, world without love. Yes, yes. Uh, which was a great way to start and end the season. Yeah. 
and then you see them talking like, oh, your 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 house is a mess and this, all this, and whatever. Um yeah, and then that's the season. Uh a cool thing, like I said, it, it might be kind of like a meta scene, but when when uh Layla is rescuing the people in the bus, you know, you, you get that little super superhero moment, which was cool but still kind of cheesy. But the little girl, are you an Egyptian superhero? <laughs> She's like, yes. I mean, it was cool, but it was cheesy. But it's like, yeah, I don't know. But but it looks like she stayed in Cairo, or we don't know what happened to her at all as the, as the show ended. She's not with Mark or Steven. So I guess we'll find out. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty sure they were. I, I didn't really take the time to place the buildings from the post credit scene. Yeah. But I assume they were still in Egypt. Uh, those weren't buildings I recognized from anywhere else. Yeah. It was a big, and, kind of bud-looking one. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and before uh, they wake up in the bed, they are, I forgot to mention this, but they are in the hospital with Dr. Harrow. But he seems to be a little confused of why they're there. And they're like, you know, we are who we are or whatever. We've pretty much accepted. You see him walk away kind of confused, but his feet are actually bleeding now. So it's like a mixture of the Arthur we know in the, I guess, the regular storyline, opposed to the Arthur in this weird dream hospital site. So if things are starting to blend together, then that's when they wake up. Well, and the, the bloody feet took me back to the walking on glass from episode one. Yeah. And I'm if you hear, I'm not sure what the purpose of that was. Yeah, it's just a weird cult thing, I think. I don't know. I, I really have no idea. But at times throughout the season, you can actually hear him walking and you hear the crunch. In, in a sand, yeah, it kind of it's kind of cringy for sure, for real. Um, um, just to a point you made early in the uh, recap about how you know in the beginning of the show, you know, we get Mark is just you know the kind of hard nosed uh, mercenary and Stephen really mild mannered, soft spoken. Um, but as we get to the end, I think it's kind of you can look back and say that these were both parts of Mark's personality. And, you know, after seeing in episode five, how he, Steven was kind of created to help shield him. Um, I guess basically by the end of the show, you're starting to see Mark blend into Steven and Steven blend into Mark a little bit. Being yeah. They are all coming from the same root at, at some point. Yeah, so I thought that was kind of cool, and and again, just another uh, uh, toast uh, to Oscar Isaac's acting and how he played two characters uh, wonderfully. But to to actually be able to blend them and then actually be able to play the different ones in, in one shot without cutting was pretty cool. No, absolutely, uh, totally cool. And then speaking of that, we get the uh, post credit scene where. We see another hospital, but it's a different tone, different filter, different color. And we see Harrow as a patient. And then he gets taken away in a wheelchair. And as a wheelchair goes, we start to see dead bodies and like wonder what's going on. We see this crazy, awesome looking uh, limousine, which apparently is straight from the comics. And then we got Conchu uh, inside the limo. Well, he, oh. Harrow gets thrown in the limo, basically. And then we see Contra just sitting there in a suit, uh, a regular suit suit. And basically, like, how, yeah, I, I, I released them, but they don't know about the other personality 
here's Jake Lockley. And the window goes down. We see who we've been waiting for the last couple episodes. The third personality, Jake, uh, speaking Spanish, <laughs> which is uh, Oscar Isaac's real natural second language. And he caps Harrow a couple times. And roll credit, finish rolling credits. So uh, I feel we are going to get a, definitely a second season or definitely more Moon Knight somewhere uh, in another show. And kind of going back to where Ryan was kind of confused about uh, Steven being created to take the punishment. I think after a while, that's where I, I think Jake might have been the one absorbing the abuse. And that's why he's kind of, I don't say the evil one, but we, we've seen he's the, the one that with no remorse, no, he's the violent one. He's, he's pissed off. Yeah. And we see that, and especially when we find out Mark, how when he fights, he's not a barbaric fighter. He's he's a trained killer. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the stuff we saw earlier was just like a bloodbath. That that has been proven to be, I think, that's that's been Jake the whole time. He's been the ruthless, you know, just bloodbath, everything. And he he that's who Concho, Concho used to betray Mark and Steven when he released them. So the plot thickens, as they say. Um, so that, that's just my theory that he's the one that absorbed the abuse from the mom. And that's why he's the, the darker one, I guess. But like I said, I enjoyed the show to see Oscar Isaac now doing three different characters. And from what I, from what I believe they're giving him the freedom to create, they're like, all right, these are the, the three personalities, but do what you want with, either accent or because I believe Jake has more of a New York Bronx style accent uh, in the comics. He's a cab driver, I believe. Uh, But from just this quick little scene, he seems to be more, you know, speaking Spanish, more Latin based, which is a driver. Yeah. Still a driver. And we see the license plate Spectre. Like I said, that that, I, I believe, I guess that's straight from the comics too. So, yeah, from what I think I heard in one of the, one of the many things we've watched after episodes, uh, I think in the comics, Mark Spector is like a millionaire playboy sort of thing. I think Steven was. Uh, one of them. Yeah. yeah. So Bruce Wayne. Pretty much. So yeah, that, Bruce and Wayne, that's what, Baron Zemo. Yeah, and that's what uh, um, David, Blurred Hulk from uh, Marvel Tribe said, was that's where a lot of Moon Knight's comparison is to Bat- Batman. Because of the vigilante, the brutal vigilante, and uh, one of the uh, alter egos, which I believe is Stephen, because I think Mark has always been a mercenary, and then Stephen was kind of like the the billionaire, and then Jake was the taxi driver, but he was kind of like Conchu's informant too, in a way. So, so I like how they're giving Oscar Isaac the the freedom to kind of create uh, the characters. Nice, but I enjoyed the season. I enjoyed this episode. I'd like to see more Moon Knight. Um, I like that. I mean, a lot of the mo- uh, show took place like in Egypt, and like the the main writer, the director, the composer, everybody is Egyptian, which I think is really cool. Um, you, you really see that, and especially like if you really look at Cairo, the city is right by the pyramids, 
But anytime you see the pyramids, they're out in the middle of the desert, not near anything. So they really brought realism to Egypt, I thought. So I just, I, I don't know. I enjoy the hell out of the show. So um, a confusing? Yeah, totally. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying it wasn't at all. Um, I'm still confused at times, but it was enjoyable, well-made, and I'm ready for more. So, so what, uh, where do you put it in the list of Marvel Disney Plus shows thus far? So what do we got? We got WandaVision, Winter Soldier, Falcon, Loki, What If, Hawkeye, and this, right? I think so. There might be one yeah. I'm missing, but well, first of all, I enjoyed them all a lot. So I would throw Loki at at, at the top. Mm-hmm. Same. I would throw WandaVision number two. I would put surprisingly Hawkeye number three. I enjoyed I really enjoyed Hawkeye more than I thought I would. Um Winter, Winter Soldier and Falcon and Loki or Moon Knight are teetering with each other, and I and I'm just putting What If at the bottom just because it's an animated one, um, <laughs> which I love animated. I, I don't I don't care, but I'm just putting it at that. But because um, we find out kind of going into Doctor Strange, a lot of what happened in What If shows up in Doctor Strange, um, but I guess I'm list. I I. I, I <sighs> I would put okay. I'm going to put Moon Knight just over Falcon Winter Soldier, just because I wasn't expecting. I didn't know what to expect from Moon Knight, but that could change. But all the shows I really enjoyed. I, I, there's not one I did not like at all, uh, more than any any. So. Yeah, I'd say it's really hard to rank. Yeah, it know. is. I I don't like. I, I I wouldn't say I don't like Loki, but to me, really, only the last episode. Like Jonathan Majors blew the whole. Sorry, whole show out of the water. <laughs> you take Jonathan Majors out of that show, and it's probably my least favorite show. Well, and the last two episodes to me made the entire show. Yeah, um, it, it had a great what what we what we've been trying to figure out what penultimate means, but it had a great penultimate episode, and the finale for a Marvel show when a lot of finales are the big fights, the bang bang boom boom fighty fighty. Yeah. This was we're going to talk for thirty minutes. But it was so good. <laughs> so, and like you said, Jonathan Majors, unexpected, had no idea he was going to show up. Um, well, to this point, I feel aside from WandaVision, because it had so much to do with Doctor Strange, but that almost monologue that he was giving there set so much of the next phase up more so than anything else has done so far. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I guess I, I I say like where would you rank it? But I mean, every time I want to put Moon Knight ahead of something, I'm like, oh, but I really like that show too. Yeah, me too. Like, I really enjoyed Hawkeye. Um, I, I enjoyed Falcon and Winter Soldier. I really thought that the themes were really relevant in that. Yeah. Um, and WandaVision, uh, as I said when we when we when first watching it, is only going to become more relevant as more things come out going forward. Yeah. It's, um, it's it's hard to rank. <laughs> but I yeah, enjoyed everything. it would probably be. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I guess you're right. I liked it. 
I, I again have what if at the bottom just because it's animated. Again, yeah. I like animated stuff. Me the too. fact that the animated came into uh, live action, which we'll be talking about in a second, um, it is yeah. a plus. And I think we said that when talking about what if is the potential mm -hmm. of these things to actually come into the live action universe uh, would be really exciting. Yeah. What about you, Ryan? Uh, for like the list, as far as lists go. Yeah. I think I have the same list as you minus what if, cause I haven't seen it. Okay. And Where you guys, it? I mean, I think we were talking about Hawkeye. I, I think at the time I even had what if at my third favorite, because I love the show so much. So yeah, I no, enjoyed I like all. I, yeah, I really I like enjoyed them all. So besides the incest, but <laughs> <laughs> You can't love others until you love yourself. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say loving yourself is an incest, right? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. well, this show took a turn. Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah, so I enjoyed it. You guys let us know what you thought of Moon Knight. Do you want to see more? Uh no. either in a new season or in another show or movie. Uh, let us know. But um let's talk some Doctor Strange, multiverse of madness. been waiting for since we saw the ending credits of spider-man no way home dr strange multiverse of madness is out and it is insane uh i think madness with madness uh not as much madness as i thought we were going to get but still pretty mad uh but basically uh, the story starts right off i'm going to try to go really quick with kind of like the, the main plot line uh of, of the film real quick. So we start off with uh, America Chavez and one of the variants of Dr. Strange. Uh, he has a specific name. Uh, I can't think of it right now. I think they said it was like Defender Strange or something. Defender Strange, something like that. He's got a man bun or bro ponytail, yeah. a brony tail. Uh, they're running through some kind of dimension being chased by some weird fire guy that looks like the monster actually from a uh, ghost galaxy. Uh, Bill or Bob, I don't know what his name is. I thought it was one of those. Um, but he's chasing America, and they're trying to get to what a book that we, at this time we don't know the name of the book, uh, but it's basically the the opposite of the Book of Death or the Dark... I'm saying the Dark Arts. <laughs> That's Harry Potter, though. Um, that Doctor Strange gets stabbed and killed, and he's actually going to kill America to save the universe because... Of her powers, which at the end, this time we don't know exactly what they are, but we know she has some kind of powers. Uh, she gets scared and a star-shaped portal opens. And basically, she goes through it, takes uh, Doctor Strange with her, um, and that's that's where it begins. Then our Doctor Strange, 616 or 613? 616. I, I always think of Stitch. So I'm like, 626. Uh, 616 Strange uh, wake, wakens up. After a nightmare, uh, apparently he had a nightmare of the vision he saw and getting ready. He's at uh, the, basically going to a wedding. 
uh, and what, what, what's her name? I, I want to say Rachel McAdams character. Christine. Christine. I wanted to call her Rachel. I know her name's Rachel in real life, but so we see that Christine is getting married. Christine Palmer. Yes, thank you, sir. Uh, she's getting married, and Doctor Strange has this weird interaction in the pew with a guy. Uh, sad because that was the I can't remember the character's name, but it was the other doctor from original Doctor Strange. It was meeting with. It was. I did not catch that. Oh my god! Michael gosh. Stolberg uh, is the actor. Yes, um, but uh, yeah, he he was. Yeah, they, they were colleagues, kind of butted heads. Um, and yeah, as you were. <laughs> oh, because we know that he was he was a not a competing doctor because all doctors are trying to do the th- their thing. But uh, Stephen Strange is an arrogant, competitive doctor, and he kind of cut him off from what I remember. Uh, of a procedure because he didn't think he would be able to do it as good as he could do it, the specific procedure. So I, that I did not catch that. Thank you so much. I should have watched uh, rewatched Doctor Strange before, but basically that dude's uh, he's bummed because because of the blip, he lost his well he lost his cats uh, before he mentioned he lost his brother. So apparently the cats were more important to to him than his brother, which is sad. And he asked him, was that the only only way to say, you know, you couldn't, you couldn't save everybody. I mean, why not? Basically, and he was like, that was the only outcome that I chose. You know, kind of, kind of sad, kind of, de- you know, a little depressing, but you know, that's what we're getting. Uh, we hear a little ruckus outside. Goes out, sees cars being thrown, and basically, after a while, uh, a octopus cyclops creature comes up, and is chasing America Chavez. She's made it into our 616 uh, dimension and he rescues her. Here's her story, you know, finds out that she's a multidimensional being that can travel through multiverses and, but she can't control the power and that, you know, somebody's chasing her and trying to capture her. Uh, the only other character that Dr. Strange knows other than, you know, with Wong and them is uh, Wanda. So he goes to try to, recruit her for help since he knows that she knows magic and comes to find out that Wanda's actually is fully the Scarlet Witch, uh, been taken over by the Darkhold book. And she's the one that's trying to get America Chavez to kill her, to save her sons who Steven believes are made up. They're not real. And it doesn't matter because Wanda's like, I'm a mother. You can't tell me. And they have some really great dialogue of, all the stuff that Steven has done to save the universe, he's labeled as a hero, but all the stuff she's done, she's labeled as a villain. And what, you know, there's no fairy in that. And so turn her over or I will unleash hell on you guys until I get what I want. That happens. She attacks the, uh, <laughs> what's it called? Brother. Wow. Commerce. Commerce. Yeah, thank you. I was like Taj Mahal. Wait, that's yeah. <laughs> that's in soaring, I think. Yeah, uh, soaring over the world. Um, you know, she's killing other sorcerers. She makes her way through. Uh, eventually, Stephen and America escape through different dimensions. Uh, then they get to another dimension where Christine uh, knows of multiple Stevens, and this is the dimension where we're introduced to an old familiar colleague and foe Mordo. And 
the Illuminati, uh, which we were teased in the trailer, uh, Wanda dispatches of all of them surprisingly really easily. But sh- we all, we've all been told how powerful she is from Kevin Feige since uh, Endgame. Uh, he said that she could have killed Thanos by herself if she had the time. But, you know, that's when he had uh, everybody raid fire on him. And so they're in the dimensions. Steven's trying to figure out how to get, you know, save the day. He actually taps into the, to the, um, I still want to keep wanting to say dark arts. <laughs> um, the dark hold? The dark hold, yeah. Dark hold, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> taps taps into that a little bit and then saves the day. Wanda supposedly decides to after we'll, we'll get to the scene, but after you know scaring being transported to a dimension or a multiverse where America makes her reveal herself as a witch to the boys, they're scared of her and they want you know they, they don't want her. That that's that's a witch. There you know she killed she hurt their mom. And so she, you know, it, she realized that she's she shouldn't rescue them. Decides to what it looks like kill herself and destroys all the dark holds uh, because earlier Wong tells her that the one she had was a copy, is not the real one. And then Doctor Strange saves a day, gets a third eye because of the dark hold, <laughs> and then the movie ends. And then we get a awesome uh, credit scene with Charlize Theron. And I had her name uh, written here, but uh, I seem to have misplaced it. But she's a character, I'll look it up as one of you guys are talking, uh, that in the comics is a love interest of Doctor Strange, but I believe the sister of Dormammu. Dormammu's uh, niece. Dormammu's niece, thank you. Which one's Dor? So the Dormammu is in the first movie, the one where he kept going back and back that was killing him, that like space creature that looked like total like. Kind of looked like Thanos. Yeah. In the first Doctor Strange, yeah, it looked I don't like remember a, much of that movie. It was I, I think I only watched it when it came out. Okay, it looked like a super like Fantasia trip. <laughs> uh, I don't remember. Okay, but he but he, he, he had him in a time loop where he kept killing, killing Doctor Strange, but then it would start another loop and another loop and another loop for eternity until he decided to leave and made a deal with him. So interesting. Ver- yeah, so very cool scene, and. uh yeah, then that's the movie. That was the extra credit scene that she needs Doctor Strange to fix whatever multiverse madness is happening he in other created places. created an incursion. An incursion, yeah. yes. An entanglement? And, yeah. A, a and, multiversal <laughs> entanglement, if you will. Yeah, and that's what happens when uh, beans kind of have a little too much close contact or something happens, and uh, that's it. And then we get another post-credit scene, but we'll talk about that in a little bit, so... First initial thoughts. Uh, I will start uh, with you, Alex, since uh, you saw it twice on opening day. Uh, what it, what it, and you're able to probably, I've only seen it once. I think Ryan's only seen it once. So, Just the once. Yeah, you could probably help us out with some more of the details. But uh, what were your initial thoughts of a Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness? Uh, I thought it was cool. I, I mean, it was awesome. It was what we waited for. Um I think every time I watch, whether it be a show or a movie and it's over, there's that kind of, Oh, it's over. You know, like what's next? I want more. I want more. Um, but this one, I got. You know what? What I covet so much: those crossovers and cameos and the Illuminati. Um, 
Sam Raimi did his thing. You know, I, I hear a lot of people saying, you know, this is a Marvel horror film. And I guess you can have a horror film that's PG-13. It definitely goes places that no other Marvel film has gone, especially in terms of killings. Um, and, and the characters, uh, America Chavez was awesome. Uh, I apologize for not remembering the actress's name. I know there was a little bit of hubbub of, you know, trolls giving her guff online and uh, Benedict Wong standing up for her, uh, pointing out that she was 14 when they filmed this. So mm-hmm. big shout out. Uh, it was a big, big role for a 14 year old and she, she nailed it. Um, look forward to seeing more of her. Um, but Wanda and strange, I think Wanda steals the show a little bit more with her emotional acting. Yeah. Uh, but one of the themes that uh, we kind of, talk about in the uh the synopsis joe gave there is strange is uh as christine says always being the one to hold the knife um and and kind of that little exchange during the wedding on whether or not his actions were were justified and so you know it comes full circle by the end of the movie with him uh you know telling america like no you have this uh you have the power just you know focus and you can control it. And sure enough, she was the one to save the day for the most part. Um, but along the way, we get some awesome visuals from Sam Raimi, um, awesome uh, cameos, or uh, I don't know what you want to call it, int- entries into the MCU. Um, so this movie had it all. And I'm, I'm again, just ready for the next one. <laughs> cool, cool. What give, about you, Ryan? Give me Thor, give me Thor, give me, give me Thor. <laughs> Um, I thought the movie was okay. Um, I was expecting a lot more cameos than the four that showed up, three that were in trailers, and they all lasted, what, like 15 minutes? Um, so that was kind of a disappointment. Um, the movie had, like, a super predictable ending as soon as, I think it was America, uh, Chavez said, like, oh, like, that what was you gonna maybe it was Doctor Strange that said to Wanda like, Oh, what are you gonna do? Just like kill the other mom, then those kids are gonna lose their mom. So I'm like, okay, so then the movie's basically gonna be like she goes to kill the mom and then she's like sees her kids upset, and then she's gonna be like, Oh, I can't do this, and that's exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know. I was just it was okay. I was expecting a lot more. They like maybe it was like just the fans that hyped it up, or maybe it was Disney's fault, but just like Oh, now that they're dropping these, like they dropped um, Captain Carter, uh, Professor X in those trailers that I sent you guys. Yeah, no, um, I didn't watch. Yeah, you didn't watch. <laughs> but I was like, oh, okay. So, like, they're just they're showing them. They wh- like, what are they gonna bring if they're like cool with just spoiling this? Like, they must be have they must have something like insane to like to show us. Like, I, like, are we gonna get all Spider Man again? Uh, are we gonna get like Wolverine? But I don't know. I was just, it was kind of like, uh, I mean, I think I, I hear what you're saying. I think we tend to do that to ourselves a little bit, uh, fanning out. I, I when you, uh, and when I say you, I mean, you know, yeah. the Royal, we as fans are speculating in, in, uh, forums and chats and stuff. I know, uh, uh Tom Cruise, Iron Man was a yeah, big one. one. Um, Deadpool. Um, and one of the ones that we didn't get, which was actually announced in casting early on, uh, Loki was supposed to be in this. No, I, oh, I, I didn't know. That. I thought so because I think recently uh, Kevin Feige, or he might have said it at the premiere, 
but he blamed Loki, or he didn't he didn't blame it, but he he confirmed that Loki and Selvi yeah, are the I reason of the multiverse shakeup. Right. I mean, we saw that in the show. Right. But it but it was their actions in Loki that sh- is shaking up the entire next phase or whatever. Yeah. So I I thought we we I was expecting to see Loki. Um, I was expecting to see some iteration of Iron Man uh, because uh, from what I know, the Illuminati is they are the smartest beings on Earth. And of course, you're going to have Tony Stark in that group somewhere, but they didn't. <laughs> so, yeah. um, and I know I, I saw uh, Captain Carter shield in the poster uh, when, when the first actual trailer came out. So I'm like, oh, cool. Maybe we are going to get her. And we did. Uh, I'm all for any any at, at Haley Atwell and all. Um, so I, it was cool to see her as part of it. I knew uh, uh, Professor X because he was in the Super Bowl trailer. It was just the back of his head. Um, and his voice. And his voice. But to see him come out in his little pod from the cartoon was amazing. Did you and notice I, the music too? Oh, yeah. Yeah, the old themes, the theme song. Na, 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 na. Yeah, which unfortunately... In my listen of the soundtrack, which is brilliant, by the way, uh, by Danny Elfman, it's not on the soundtrack unless I haven't found that particular track yet. Um, but I'm real quick with, with my opinion is I agree with both of you. I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, it's really good. I, 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 I love the characters, both uh, Doctor Strange and uh, Wanda. Uh, she's one of my favorite uh, Marvel characters, uh, Scarlet Witch, uh, from the comics and cartoons. So I'm glad that she's finally the witch. Elizabeth Olsen plays her brilliantly. Um, I was impressed with the actress that played America Chavez. I thought she's going to be a fun character. And according to what it looks like at DCA, it looks like a fun interaction too. Um, But like what Ryan said, I was kind of, well, as you both said, uh, kind of, we kind of do it to ourselves, but uh, we're, we're expecting, I think we're kind of, I don't say ruined by end game, but we had so much, characters pop up in game they're like oh multiverse of madness who's going to show up yeah. you know wolverine uh gene gray was a big theory too i i, I knew mr phantasmic or that texas four were so when john krasinski shows up as reed richards that was like the ultimate fan casting obviously but that was cool to finally see him and i i had no idea that we would actually see him which was yeah they I'm, that got amazing. kept a secret so i'm happy for that yeah um, and seeing uh, Maria Rambo is well, yeah. Marvel. Yeah, because I knew I saw a quick glimpse of her in the in one of the earlier trailers, but I didn't know who. You could tell it was a Captain Marvel of some sort. We couldn't tell who it was, and some people even uh, theorized that it was one of the Kangs that was that particular character. Mm-hmm. And and I was surprised we didn't see a uh, variant of Kang or you know show up and. So I think I was expect yeah exactly. So I was expecting maybe a little, little too much, but I enjoyed what we got, even though we got the Illuminati like Ryan said for about fifteen minutes. Um, I wonder if there's kind of like a director's cut version of the actual deaths because the yeah it's pretty gory. Yeah, uh, who's the first one that got it? It was Black uh, Bolt. Black Bolt got his brain exploded. The, After his the, mouth was shut, the fork, <laughs> the fork man. Yeah, the fork man. <laughs> um, Doctor Strange with with his like him and like Tony Stark with their little uh, 
pun names for other characters uh, are, are brilliant. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, that, that whole just like how his eyes look, his face looked. And like I said, I love seeing Captain Carter with a mm-hmm. little tiny Rocketeer jetpack. But yeah, she got cut in half. <laughs> um, Reed Richards got turned into spaghetti. <laughs> so it's just yeah. like, um, he's a smart dude. And he thinks he's going to talk Scarlet Witch down. I mean, that's for smart for a smart man. That's a dumb move. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, but it was cool seeing them. I we we had a discussion after the theater that like, ah, oh, why would they introduce characters but then to kill them? But we're finding out that this is a multiverse of madness, and we will see these characters again. I think in the future. Um, yeah, I mean, what was that like eight eight three six eight one six or eight one three, whatever universe that was? It's basically just confirming, presumably, that these characters are around in 616 as we've already met captain marvel in 616 and we've already met uh you know captain america in 616 so peggy carter has a different 616 identity but we have yet to meet uh professor x or uh uh reed richards 616 uh we've even met uh dormammu no um mordo mordo's 616 yeah. So yeah, it's uh I mean, obviously it can be a different person should they re- recast uh, Professor X when they decide to do that. And same with Reed Richards. I I hope they'll keep Krasinski around for uh, a longer appearance, but uh yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, and, and the way Professor X went out too, that one got. Me. <laughs> yeah. I had a quick question about that, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh you want to say something? Ryan? Yeah. Okay, so I'm just I'm thinking about the movie and I have a question. So the the so just the mom that Scarlet Witch took over was in the same like universe as where they were holding that meeting, yes. right? Where Doctor Strange, and she picked to go to that universe. I mean, you can it see when they're like doing she... the dark hold, she's looking at all the different hers and different universes. So I think she dialed it in because. She so she knew America was there somehow, maybe like following the force of her power or something. So she picked that one in specific. Why didn't she just pick a different one? Because, because she, she was chasing America. Yeah, but it. The, but she already went to the other universe. She didn't need. She did. She went without her. But there's right? only one America. But she she went to that like she went to that universe she wanted to go to without universe's powers. No, she she went to where the where Wong took her to that specific temple. Yeah, but then like, but when it's a different picked, universe. When she picked like the different universe, she didn't need America's powers. Where the where she was just going to go off the other. The mom. temple that Wong took her to is in six one six. He just used the sling ring to go. Yeah, yeah, but then but then she went to a different universe where her kids were, and she was going to kill that mom, right? Pretty much, and just become the. Mom I'm assuming there. that was back in the same universe. But no, I'm she, not she sure. was. She was trying to get. She was using that mom. She wasn't necessarily going to kill her, but she was using her as and kind of going back to Moon Knight as an avatar, in a way, to get America Chavez, where she can take her to her universe. That's what they she, call dream walking. Okay. Yeah, in in the movie, because early on, which we didn't mention, America 
uh, lets us all know that when you're dreaming, that's actually you seeing yourself in a different multiverse, which gives me a whole new spin on dreams forever now. Well, awesome. what, what did Wong say? So that dream of me with that a dream naked of clown? Me being chased by a clown naked is happening. <laughs> is, and she's like somewhere, somewhere. Yeah. somewhere. <laughs> and, uh, and big, big ups to uh, Benedict Wong for, I, I love Wong's character in general and every time they show him, but even more presence in this movie. Always digging that he's a sorcerer supreme over strange. So, yeah. But um, what is it? Another, another scene that I really like too is uh, uh, trying to think of storyline, but I'll, I'll kind of go back to it. But yeah, I, I wouldn't really label this. I, I know I even called it this months ago, but how it was Marvel's first horror movie. I still wouldn't call it like a horror movie at all gory um, but there were some past sam raimi notes to it and this is one of the first movies first marvel films where you could be like um you could tell who the director was um james gunn is one of them yeah, you watching you're like this is totally a james gunn movie um and like sam yeah and yeah and it's being that uh and th and this was a lot of our introductions to taika waititi was uh, Thor Ragnarok. So after Ragnarok, then seeing some of his past stuff and future stuff, you're like, okay, yeah, that's totally his signature. But you can tell right away this was a Sam Raimi film. Um, just from certain shots, uh, certain camera movements, uh, certain monsters were very Raimi-esque. And of course, where, where, where Raimi comes, so does Bruce Campbell. And a lot of Bruce Campbell's scene as the, was it the hot dog guy or the pizza, pizza ball man. guy? Which you're like coming soon to Avengers Campus. <laughs> Hopefully, let's get some pizza balls. Yeah, yeah. So I was thinking that too. <laughs> yeah, I think I think they'll bring them. They have to. Oh, they're 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 definitely coming yeah. somewhere. Just you, you switch one of the shawarma carts out for pizza balls. Yeah, which is right in front of the sanctum. Yeah, you know, that shawarma cart. Yeah, so, there's two shawarma carts, right? Yeah, the other one's over by uh, Guardians. Perfect. Yeah, so I'm, we're going to get a pizza ball cart, and I'm oh, all for dude, it. I'm so excited. I love pizza, <laughs> and I love balls. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Pizza balls. <laughs> Where's my soundboard when I need one? <laughs> um, oh, I thought that was funny. But yeah, that, that Bruce Campbell scene very, really emulate or really, I don't want to say copycatted, but the scene where a bunch of mini ashes from Army of Darkness were, he was beating himself up um, <laughs> in the cabin. And it was very similar to that. So, and going back to that was the final uh, post credit scene where. He's beating himself up until it stops. He he loosens up his fist and looks at the camera. It's over. So funny. Love Bruce Campbell. And uh yeah, and I, I love the fact that you could tell this was a Raimi movie. Um, but some of the scenes, especially of Wanda, were very horror-esque. Like when she came out of the, the mirror, all like contorted and mm -hmm. like like the ring the little ring light. Um then when she killed Professor X, she that was total like. <laughs> um, I guess we should have got to the part where we we said we're getting to spoilers. So if you're still oh, yeah. listening, we're a little bit behind. But yeah, uh, I'm assuming you're going to put that in in between in the break. <laughs> um, no, it'll it'll be in the description. We'll we'll just say mostly spoiler filled episode. <laughs> are are we supposed to believe that she's dead because all those rocks fell on her at the end? Because like I, no one in my theater act reacted like she died like. 
if they were trying to make us think that she died, they did a real shit job. <laughs> it's like, obviously, she's not dead. I think we're just at a point in Marvel where no one ever really dies, you know? And if they do, yeah. they have to make a big hubbub about it as they did in Endgame. Um, especially now with the multiverse, we know there's other Wandas out there. We know the multiverse is all opened up and crazy. We have a specific character who can just jump people to other multiverse and now is able to corral her power. So, yeah. I mean, I, it's going to be hard to get somebody uh, teary-eyed about a character unless you physically show blood <laughs> and guts. And yeah. even then, because even in the comics, another one walk in, walk in right before. Yeah. Because even in the comments, uh, comics, I believe Scarlet Witch was even created universes. So, she, there, there might have been a chance where she created a universe where she was going to be by herself, even. I mean, kind of, I'm, and I'm kind of going to like Tron Legacy where you see. <laughs> uh, Flynn create the grid and he, at the time it's just him by himself until he builds the grid so not saying we're going to get a Tron version of Scarlet Witch which would be amazing <laughs> but um, I don't think she's dead uh, and part of the fact is you know as doing a Disney podcast following around with news we know that there's multiple projects with Elizabeth Olsen and the Scarlet Witch so <laughs> what, else, what else is coming out with her they haven't announced, but I think she upped her contract for five more appearances. <laughs> so it wouldn't surprise me if she shows up in Agatha. That should be a given. Um, I don't want to say there's going to be a second season of WandaVision, but it might be something complete. They might have a Scarlet Witch show. Who knows? I mean, the witch. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see. I don't think she's done. And I kind of want sticking with. Uh, Elizabeth Olsen right now. I, I love the fact, and this is kind of going how good of an actress she has dealt been with this character, but in the earlier movies, Avengers, uh, all that, Civil War, she had her accent. And then throughout WandaVision, when she was in the her dream world, she had a regular American accent or whatever, you know, 1950s TV mom, 1960s TV mom, 90s. But then when she was in the real world, she had her accent again, her regular Wanda accent. And so being that she was taken over as the Scarlet Witch, uh, taken over by the uh, <laughs> the book. <laughs> uh, the Darkhold. Darkhold. Thank you. Uh, I'm terrible. Um, she had a non-Wanda accent because she's not Wanda. She's a Scarlet Witch. And so once the boys, her sons, showed fear and that they were scared of her for the first time as a witch, she was Wanda. And the first time in the movie, her accent came back and it seems like nothing, but like, like, like talking about Oscar Isaac and from Mark to Steven and now to Jake to I mean, that's hell of an acting job and she's been nothing short of one of the best character actors in MCU. So I hope we get to see more and I'm sure we will of, of uh, Wanda and Scarlet Witch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm not sure when and where it'll be. I mean, just kind of projecting out what we've got on the docket. We got Thor, we got Black Panther 2, we've got uh, the the Werewolf by Night Halloween special, Guardians Christmas special, we've got Miss Marvel. I don't know if we have another Disney Plus show this year. Uh, Miss Marvel and, oh, and uh, She Hulk is supposed to come out. Yeah. I think in the fall or late summer. Um, so. And then into next year, Guardians 3, 
and Quantumania. Quantumania and, 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 and the Marvels. And the Marvels, yeah. And Blade is not yet, no. So Yeah, I don't I don't think we got a date for Blade yet. So but I, I want to say they're just getting they might have started production. Yeah, and I, I know there's I mean we got the la- the logo during Disney Plus Day for the Agatha show. Um and like Secret Wars and all that stuff. So yeah. <laughs> I guess it's a matter of where America pops up next, is that's our yeah. Uh, and uh, what happens with uh, Doctor Strange and Dormammu's niece? <laughs> yeah, which uh, and even I think I think a good spot for America Chavez to show up would be Ant Man, since they're dealing with quantum lands, and that's where Kang is supposed to come out, right? Right, and that was uh, they actually just had a shakeup with release dates. That was initially supposed to be I think June or July of next year, and it got moved up to the February slot and then the Marvels got moved to the June or July slot. Yeah. Um, and uh, the article I was reading was, you know, speculating about us getting Kang sooner or, you know, if they're having trouble with the Marvels and doing reshoots or something, or if it's just because of the way the multiverse is progressing, they want that to happen sooner. I, I'm all for it. That's the next one. I, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to everything between here and there. I'm kind of shocked. We haven't really got anything on Black Panther 2, and that hasn't been moved from its date. Yeah. Um, so I'm expecting between Comic-Con and D23, we're going to get a lot of action on uh, Wakanda. Oh, I, I believe so, and in MCU in general. Uh, Charlize Theron character is Clea, who is uh, becomes Clea Strange, uh, a wife of Doctor Strange. And at some time, she actually becomes the Sorcerer Supreme. Um that was a big surprise to me. I, I, I love that because I actually, I, I, I wanted Charlize Theron to play Captain Marvel. I thought she would have been a great Captain Marvel. Maybe with the age they're going at, it's slightly a little, little too, little older than what they're hoping for. That's why I went with Brie Larson. So, but I'm glad she's uh, in uh, the Mar- MCU. Uh, she played kind of a superhero like character or a God in Hancock. Uh, if you guys know, seen that movie, Will Smith is a, uh, Superhero, the drunk superhero, with a. I'm aware of it, but I yeah. Underrated Will Smith movie, so. I mean, it'll slap you silly. Oh, sorry, too soon. I didn't. Hey. Shouldn't have gone there. Shouldn't have gone there. I apologize. Uh, is is there anything you guys want to bring up, also about the movie? Certain scenes, uh, certain characters. Um, I mean, you know, gen- general Marvel dialogue gags. The part where they're in the in the beginning in the uh, the coffee shop, uh, explaining to America Spider Man. Oh yeah, funny. <laughs> and that had me thinking. So at the end of No Way Home, he makes himself forget that Peter Parker is Spider Man, but he's still aware of Spider Man, right? Yeah, because because people... I kind of find it hard to believe what was going on in New York didn't tingle his Spidey senses. Yeah. So basically, he did. Spider Man is not erased from people's memories, but Peter Parker as Spider Man is. Yeah, and you could tell where because originally this movie was supposed to come out before No Way Home, mm-hmm. and which kind of makes sense because he, he makes well, he even told Peter like you don't met the multiverse is something you don't want to mess with, mm-hmm. and it totally makes sense because it got messed with a little bit in this in this film. Um, my, my question when we're talking about different casting for like 
if they were going to recast Reed Richards and Professor X and stuff. And I really want, I don't know if this is just because of studio or not, but we seem to have, and, and it's weird how, how it goes, but like in Loki, we see different variants of Loki. Um, in Spider-Man, we see different variants of Spider-Man. And so, but in this movie, all the Doctor Stranges are still Doctor Strange. Like they're still Benedict Cumberbatch, Doctor Strange. They're not, you know, Nicolas Cage playing one iteration of. So I don't know how that ties in with like, are are there similar characters and different versions of characters? Or I mean, I don't know where they draw the line. And I, I mean, I don't know if you guys know the answer, but that's just something that kind of. I mean, I presume they're telling. I mean, what America said she'd been to seventy-three different universes. Yeah, um, they're drawing it as like the multiverse is, you know, endless. So I guess in theory they're just taking us to the ones that Strange is Benedict yeah. Cumberbatch. Okay, it was just I don't know. This was just like a question. I, not I not that I really had for you guys, but just in general because like every iteration of Doctor Strange we had has been. Benedict Cumberbatch. So, <laughs> yeah, no. For the, for those of you who watch uh, Screen Rant's uh, pitch meeting, uh, a, a tagline of those is uh, "So we can make the movie happen." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and like Sometimes I said, going back you to it's got to forget about it and let the movie happen. <laughs> yeah, so I, going I back to the Iron Man is I was expected to see an iteration of Robert Downey Jr., but then I, I was still okay with the Tom Cruise version. Only because I know years before he was actually trying to make Iron Man uh, himself uh, before Marvel was their own studio and everything. And and I would have been for that, but I'm happy with Robert. I'm Okay, I'm more than happy with Robert Downey Jr. That's, that's yeah, one of the best castings in movie history See, but in my lifetime. That's what's fun about like, Marvel and movies is when like actual real life comes full circle, you know? Yeah. Like the fan casting of John Krasinski. Exactly. So so the only thing I want to add to this movie, and you caught me off guard by this, but um, I love the original score to the original movie by Michael G. Aquino, the themes and everything, the themes that popped up in Spider-Man. And so I thought you were kind of giving me like, hey, you know who does a score? I'm like, well, yeah, Michael G. Aquino. He did the other ones. And you're like, nope, Danny Elfman. And I was like, oh, okay. And then I'm like, yeah, duh, Sam Raimi. I mean, if if anybody is solidified with music other than like Tim Burton and Danny Elfman, it's also Sam Raimi and Danny Elfman too. So um, they have as much of a relationship as Tim Burton. And the music, even though it didn't have the past Doctor Strange theme, which I really enjoyed, the, the score was amazing. And kind of going back to one of the coolest scenes, I think, in any Marvel movie, but was the music note fight. Yeah, that was pretty trippy. That was awesome. And then the way the score matched Very the fancy. notes. <laughs> yeah, it, it reminded me, and I know Ryan hates this, but it reminded me of uh, Philhar Magic in a way at the beginning <laughs> when <laughs> at the, when when Donald's trying to get the instruments and the, they're fighting, but with a Mickey Mouse Club theme. But I thought that scene was awesome. The music was awesome. And uh, Danny Elfman hits another home run. And I love Giacchino too. So they did a really, good, they both did really good versions of uh, Doctor Strange scores. So I just want to throw that out because I'm a, love the love the music, of course. He's uh, a score whore. Score whore. 
Um, <laughs> but that's all I got. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, and we've after all these years, we never really did a rating scale. But I don't I don't really want to start now until we have something in, in done. We used I, we used to have that one out of five, and we pick something from the movie. Yeah. So uh, should we go five or ten? We do. We did five, and then we the three of us combined our score, and then made it out of ten. Oh Unless, yeah, because yeah. Bec- Becky was the tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, we'll figure something out. Yeah, but let, we'll just do a regular score. We'll do a. Oh, uh, why not? We'll do a based on five Scarlet Witches. <laughs> uh, Ryan, what do you think? I'll give it a. Oh, and real quick, real quick, real quick. If you're leaning towards, like, well, I wanted a half. If you're leaning towards a half, just just round up. You know what I mean? Okay. Okay. I'll give it a pair of Elizabeth Olsons, so two. So so the uh, Mary Kate and Ashley. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Never mind. I'll give, I'll give it a two. Two out of five. Yeah. Okay, we might have to bump up to ten. But we'll do it later. Okay, that's good. What What about you, Alex? I'll go four, and that's I was thinking three and a half, but rounding up, I'll say four. Movie was solid on all aspects, and the only drawbacks are from my own head. So, <laughs> yeah, um, I'm going to agree with you. I think is a solid four. I enjoyed it. I enjoy these characters. Uh, I did have high expectations, like super high expectations. But I, like we were talking about, I did that to myself. Um, just because I, I thought it was going to be more multiverse madness. <laughs> so I was expecting like into the Spider-Verse type madness, which that was pretty crazy. Um, and still brilliant. Probably one of the best comic book movies ever still. Um, in my opinion. I'm not saying that for everybody. So. Can I say one more thing? Yeah. I thought we were going to get What's-His-Face from Spider-Man. Miles Morales? No. Or um, that's the one. Yeah. Just because, like, there were so many teases with him using the magic, I thought we, I thought we would have like had him introduce some, just something with him. Well, have you heard the rumor on like what that was all about in Spider Man? No, I figured Joe might have heard because I heard this on I want to say it was either a Midnight Boys or a Ringerverse episode. But I guess as far as the whole reason why they switched the order of the movies and why they had to reshoot a bunch of Spider Man is initially America Chavez was supposed to be the character that uses the sling ring to bring uh, the different Spideys in, or, or not uses yeah. the sling ring. She uses her power to bring the Spideys into No Way Home. Yeah, I, I do remember that now. It was in the concept art. And because they reordered the release of the movies, they had to change it and make it Ned. Yeah. So okay. it kind of... I mean, I guess it doesn't really answer the question as how Ned knows how to use a sling ring, but it gives a little bit of back. And this is rumor, all rumor, but it gives a little bit more understanding as to why such a clunky uh, change was made into how. And and for it being clunky, it it worked out okay. I think we were all just stoked to see Spidey's come through those holes. Yeah. because yeah. in bo- both Doctor Strange movies, we actually see how difficult it is to use the sling ring. Mm-hmm. America's having issues with it. Uh, Strange was having issues with it. Uh, Ned did it like it was nothing. 
but he is a man in a chair, so he was able to figure it out. But no, no, I, I remember. Uh, also, I think Stitch, was, when does Sling Ring give you access to different multiverses? I thought it was just on the same planet. But they were on the planet. They they got brought in with Doctor Strange. That's right. That's right. But no, I remember it, it was the House of R, I believe, because uh, one of the hosts mentioned that it was uh, the artist actually released a concept art, and it had America Chavez with Toby and uh, Andrew Garfield Spidey's with Mary J, uh, MJ, and Ned. So, which would have been cool. I, that sounds awesome. But yeah, it makes sense with a uh, the schedule change. So, um, yeah. So four, four, and two. So. That's a perfect 10. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. 10 out of 15, which is still a good score. So that is the official DU score on Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. The next movie will be Thor Love and Thunder. But before that, we will be getting uh, Miss Marvel, I believe, June 28th. Is that America uh, Chavez? It's earlier, like June 6th or something. Yeah, it's coming out soon. Uh, Obi-Wan and Miss Marvel were supposed to overlap for at least a week. Yeah, but then so they dropped the two, right? Yeah, for Obi. Okay, but this is a totally new uh, Miss Marvel character, um, uh, Kamala Khan. She she's a Kamala Harris. Kamala, uh, no. <laughs> uh, she's a young high school student who's a big fan of Captain Marvel, and this is a very good comic series. I had the first two issues, and they're very good. Um, it j- again, leading to the Young Avengers. That it seems like we're still building towards so um yeah um my only knock though so far is we haven't really been introduced to a big bad of the phase or the next phase but i feel that's coming real soon and uh especially i mean we know it's kang but it'd be nice to see more (laughs) i'm glad we got what we did with loki but let me uh, look up kang yeah so uh hope you guys let us know what you guys thought of uh dr strange multiverse of madness and uh, where we might see Wanda again in the future. and But that is it for our review. Uh, our late posted spoiler review. <laughs> Should have mentioned that earlier. Uh, we were trying to go 50-50. spoilers? But... <laughs> so if you're spoiled, I'm sorry. It'll be in the description, though. But um, before we finish this episode, though, like we mentioned earlier, Ryan's headed back to the land of Disney. And very soon, pretty much a week and a half before I go down, which I'm not hitting Disneyland, unfortunately. So thankfully uh, one of us will be there to check out some of the things. So uh, tell us a little bit about your trip, what you're looking forward to the most, of course, food. We know that. And uh, <laughs> just what, what, what you're excited for. Um, yeah, this was a, a late book, like a last minute book trip for me. I'm usually like very planned out, but I think we did this last month and we just booked it. Um, so since reservations for like dining are almost impossible to get, if you're not on the website at 3am, 90 days or 60 days before your trip, you can't get anything. So, uh, we have one Plaza Inn breakfast, um, for food and the, on the Tuesday, the 20th, no, that's wrong. Tuesday the 17th. And then we have, um, Tarnation Cafe for breakfast next Thursday. Uh, We wanted to get Lamplight for lunch or something on our DCA day, but this we'll just do the, the mobile walk up wait list. So yeah, it's um, there's not much, no special specials going on. There's no food festival or anything. Um, I know there's that new uh, Main Street Electro parade um, type food that we talked about last show. 
um, but nothing really piqued my interest. So I'll probably just do some classic Disneyland food. Um, we'll do a oh how terrible yeah, regular know. Disneyland food. We'll do a, a how, how are you going to survive? Yeah. <laughs> um, Ariel's never done the Plaza and Chicken dinner, so I think we'll do that. <gasps> She's not a big fried chicken person, so but I'm like, you haven't tried Plazas and fried chicken. Yeah, it's I don't, not KFC. I don't eat green beans at all. Oh, double I'm mash. Not a, I'm not a deep green band person. The only place that I can say like I like green beans, Plaza Inn and and uh Club 33. <laughs> but it's it's only been at Disneyland. So I've never had green beans. I just do double mash. Yeah, um, double mash for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah, it's just uh well, excited for the Main Street Electro Parade. Um that, that's like the only parade I'll I'll go camp out and wait for. Uh, I'm not a big parade or show guy, but I'll go for sure. I wanted to do the dining package at Plaza Inn, but I think I talked about how that was a kerfuffle trying to get a reservation for that. Oh yeah. Um, yeah, it's just gonna be a, a quick, nothing, nothing too much planned. Um, our July trip is like very like by a schedule, so I uh, just kind of just gonna go hang out. Cool. No, yeah, not, just, not a bad place to hang out at. Yeah, and I, and I have seen the uh, popcorn buckets, the Elliot popcorn buckets in person. They look awesome. Oh yeah, uh, hadn't seen them in the dark yet, so I hadn't seen them lit up. But the sippers, they look cool too. And uh, I can't start buying those because then I'm gonna need every single one, and that's just it's gonna be a problem. You see so. the uh, Doctor Strange zipper that came out? Is I it out already? The, I didn't see yeah, the zipper. I saw the TA already. I saw the AMC popcorn bucket. That was pretty cool. That does look cool. No, yeah, at the uh, El Capitan for their showing, they had the what is it? The Eye of Agamotto. Yeah, zipper. And uh, I will shout out Gothic Rosie and whoever she shouted out with the info. A uh, sleuthed uh, uh, viewer or person took a picture of the boxes and how many units. And so they made the assumption that they would end up at DCA. And sure enough, they were there today. Very cool. cool. So, yeah, it's an eye of Agamotto sipper that goes around your neck. Although the eye is yellow. I don't understand why it's yellow. Shouldn't it be green? You would think so, but he doesn't have the time stone no more. That didn't they like go back and return the time stone though? No, because he's not the Sorcerer Supreme. So Wong has a time stone somewhere, right? Somewhere, or he has it hidden because he doesn't have it on his person, or at least we don't know where it's at. Huh. All right. Well, for another movie. But either way, yeah, it looks cool. It looks cool. I, I would totally get it, and I still want to. I still will eventually get my Iron Man cup holder <laughs> gauntlet because. Ryan saw me. He was like, "Should I get it? No, I'm not going to get it. I don't need it, but it looks awesome in person." But I don't really want to have it. to carry it on Tower or uh, Guardians, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. With my, <laughs> with um, my, my so one thing I'm looking forward to trying out that I haven't done is Genie Plus. Oh, so cool! Yeah, I could do. A, I don't think any of us have done Genie Plus yet. Nope. No. So that's something we can talk about when I get back, and I think it's worth it for you guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. I've already bought it, so. Oh, for Florida? Yeah. I, I, I watched stuff that said that, uh, you know, if either you can or like some parks, probably you don't need it as much for, but it was just kind of like, whatever, tag it on the ticket. Let's just get it and get it all paid for. So I don't have to think of it when we get there. Yeah. Because if you get there and you don't get it, then you could have had it. You'll be like, damn it. Why didn't I get it? <laughs> I'd they, well, I guess not- you can you can buy it starting like at midnight for that day. Um, I for, forget what the thing was though. Hmm. In Florida, it's different. 
I don't know if it works the same way here in California. Yeah. As far as the uh, what you, you know, the fancy rides, the individual lightning lane attractions. In Florida, you can book those at 7 a.m. if you're a resort person. So staying at the resort. Yeah. Or, or, or Magic Key. Whereas anyone else has to wait until they've entered the park. Yeah. Or until the park opens. Uh, and from what I'm reading, like most like Rise of the Resistance is sold out before people who enter the park even get a chance. Yeah. So I was like – Let's just get it and have that all squared away. I'm uh, w- when we arrived in Florida, it's going to be off of an early morning flight from Atlanta, and I intend to be booking Magic or booking a Genie Plus from the airport in Atlanta. <laughs> I wonder if you can can that far away from the park because sometimes I try to do stuff in the park, like just because I I get bored and it's like you're too far away, so. It would be a bummer if not, because I know like we check in that day. And so while we wouldn't have been checked in by definition, we will be resort guests that day. So and you have a reservation. So, yeah, it's weird how they would do that. But it it shouldn't matter how close to the park you are. If I'm booking a lightning lane for five o'clock and I'm going to be there at five o'clock, you know, that happened for me when I was going on my honeymoon. We tried to get like the morning of my flight. I was at the airport trying to get in the rise like queue because we. Yeah, the virtual queue because we would have been we were going to be there like in two hours, yeah. and they said I was too far. So hmm. yeah, because I know at first you had to be in the park. <laughs> and they had changed it so you didn't have to be in the park for that. But yeah. I guess you have to be close to the resort. You know, I'm going to try it for you. I'll try it on the Monday I leave from the airport. Well, I, I I know of locals in Florida as far as Tampa and even further being able to reserve from home on their way there. But I don't know, like Atlanta, that's a little bit further than Tampa to Orlando, but, you know. We I shall we'll figure it out. But we'll give it a try, out. and you can give it a try, and we'll just try it out. Well, I'm excited to hear back about how it is. Um, yeah. I, I love mobile order. Um, love so it. I, I that That's a game cool. saver. Yeah. That is a game saver, especially and, uh, when I'm like, it's 90 degrees, and it's like, if I'm staying in line for Soren, I got to have my frozen Jack and Coke, so... <laughs> I but, haven't uh, watched any of the videos yet, but some of the vloggers have like specific videos where they try the free genie, letting it plan their day. And they've kind of said it's a disaster <laughs> just because I am. I'm, I understand what I would assume the algorithms is trying to get you to go places where people aren't. So it's going to like tell you to go to teacups and it's a small world when you really want to be doing other things. But as people who know the parks very well, like we do, I'm sure we always could probably, you know, yeah. think of a better plan than what they're telling you to do. Yeah, uh, but it'll also be interesting using the Genie Plus and stuff, seeing how that works. Um, I, I assume it's going to be very similar to Max Pass. It's just the tip board and <laughs> stuff is a little different. Yeah, but before we end up on this, since you could do it now, are you going to take pictures with any characters <laughs> or still uh, not your thing? I, I, I'm a behind-the-camera kind of guy. All right. Uh, no, I was just wondering. Since may, uh, maybe I'll, I'll, I'll – oh, you know, at Plaza Inn, I'll probably take some selfies because um, it's the, the character buffet breakfast. So, yeah. I'll probably get some selfies in. Well, right on. Well, cool. I can't wait to see uh, your your uh, feedback. So, yeah. Um, well, right on. Well, dang, that, that was a long show. We had a lot of, to break down, but pretty good because uh, technically uh, we're going to take just a – not a short break, but – we won't have a podcast podcast out until June. So it'll be your trip report 
It'll be a little bit of a celebration breakdown. I'm definitely going to record uh, from the floor and everything. So I'll have another one of those uh, monster celebration experience episodes. But we'll be back uh, real soon. But we will be doing one more uh, Star Wars Month uh, YouTube special in the next uh, two weeks with a couple special guests. Looking forward to that. Um, But, yeah, we'd like to thank you guys for listening. Uh, We couldn't do the show or YouTube without a couple special guests. So, Ryan, you want to give those guys a shout out? And if people want to be one of those special guests and people where they they can uh, look it up. Absolutely. So if you would like to become a part of our special, super exclusive um, DU crew, um, you can head over to patreon.com slash DU crew. And there's a couple fun tiers for you guys to check out uh, some cool swag um, on our I think it was the Star Wars show. Joey uh, showed off some cool stickers. Um, so if you like stickers <laughs> and you like free stickers, just join the DU crew. Just be a part of it. Uh, and we would like to thank a couple of special people. Uh, we have super fan Jen and Sasquatch, Alfredo, Tyler, and our newest DU crew uh, member, John. And I'm going to try to say your last name, but I don't remember from last week. Uh, Zen Canero. Yes, I'll be seeing him at Celebration. Nice. So you get your sticker. (laughs) Yeah. Multiple stickers. Yeah, there you go. So yeah, (laughs) thank you guys and um, become a part of the crew. Nice. And like I said, it'll be at patreon.com backslash DU crew. So you can see it here on YouTube. And uh, Alex, if people want to interact with us, where can they do that at? Uh, as always, uh, we love it when you interact with us on Instagram. That's uh, where we are the most active, uh, posting about our shows, asking you questions. Uh, we want to read your feedback uh, as well. We are on uh, Facebook. Uh, you can interact with us here uh, in on the Disney Universe TV on YouTube. We do uh, love your interactions and just viewership here and would greatly appreciate you sharing with your friends. And if you are not already, please make sure you're subscribed. Uh, As I've said before, we do have a lot of fun stuff coming up. Ryan's got a Disney trip. Joe's going to be at Star Wars Celebration. I will be at Disney World later this year. We love to be able to share uh, awesome videos and bits of the trip and uh, even potentially be able to go live on YouTube uh, with those fun uh, activities. Um, So please make sure you're checking us out in all those places. Uh, And, of course, listening to us on all the uh, podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Anchor. Um, I don't know. If you, if you got a place where you're listening to podcasts, if you're hearing this elsewhere and you want it to be somewhere else, hit us up on Instagram or Facebook or something and let us know. And we can we can get it out there, too. Absolutely. So get it into well, your multiverse. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, definitely uh, hit us up. Uh, follow us for everywhere Alex has said that and uh, we love interacting with you guys and love visiting you guys so if you see Ryan at Disneyland say hi give him a noogie yeah (laughs) he's scared of people (laughs) you suck Uh, if you see me at Celebration you know let me know where you're going to be at definitely hit up uh, a couple booths and panels hopefully so Uh, but we will see you guys with a regular podcast uh, next month and on YouTube again in just a few weeks. So until next time, may the force be with you. Till infinity and beyond. Does he shoot webbing out of his butt? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> this is great. That was, that great. was the best line. All right, guys. <laughs> On that note, we'll talk to you soon. Like me.